0: Which podcast
1: is this? Oh well, I'm done already. Um What We Binge. Sorry, I was yes, just drinking correct. some stella rosa. Some
0: stella rosa. Now I'm just back. drinking some some Poland Poland Spring.
1: Poland um, Spring. Fine, yeah. fine. It's not, it's not
0: from Poland, which was kind of a shock.
1: No, it's from random bodegas. From yeah, it's from, from, from random Portland. bodegas. <laughs> <laughs> from <Snackers. laughs> So we're the talking first about. first springs of the sink yeah. in the back. No, I don't yeah, know. What what are we talking about today? We're talking about the movie Dune and my chocolatey drink. By the way, did you grow up a Dane Cook fan at all? Or no? oh yeah. 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 I got into Dane Cook later because, like, I was um, I was a big stand-up fan, so I really mm-hmm. didn't like Dane Cook at first. But then there was like so much hype around when he was famous. That anyway, he has like uh, this joke where he's like trying to drink nesquik or quick mm-hmm. at the time and then yes. like he kept coughing it up and he said the movie dune is in my chocolatey drink i don't like it when the movie <laughs> dune is in my chocolatey drink and that's at first great. i thought mm-hmm. it was about like dune taking place in a desert but yeah. in the original dune there's a specific scene when he's just coughing up like spice and sand and shit yeah yeah it's like and, and that's dust like, oh. or something yeah oh yeah oh see <laughs> Yep.
0: No, but there's a weird kind of ooze that uh the like one of the guys, like one of the villains, like you know, swims in or something. Which was but,
1: like but this was the old one, right?
0: But yeah, thing is like in the old one, there's yeah. a lot more of that. Um because it's like he's in a it's like he's in a jacuzzi of uh black ooze oh
1: yeah that part because every but every then, time you bring yeah. up the bad guy if somebody brings up the bad guy just imagine him like doing that flying thing when yeah, he's flying the around baron like, <laughs> uh
0: baron Harkonnen or harkonnen yeah uh you know and and uh i i prefer okay so uh you know i, I think we are going to compare dune yeah the the new one versus the david lynch version from 1984 i think
1: yeah both of which i just saw for the first time a few days ago yeah. like I, I put i put a day separation in between the two because like you know the you want to like refresh so there's the goodbye moon man psycho trippy 80s um yeah i don't know labyrinth
0: precursor to triple x uh, labyrinth um, yeah, yeah <laughs> version
1: yeah. of dune and then there's the new um how would you describe the new version of Dune, the 2021
0: the 2021 is a very kind of serious um you know uh slow paced piece of art you know it's, it's yeah. kind of like you can tell that, uh, you know, when you see the beginning of Dune, the Denis Villeneuve, uh, Dune, um, pronouncing that, you know, you know, Denis Villeneuve, but uh, he's, uh, uh, like, he made a movie called uh, Blade Runner 20, 2049, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, was also kind of a sci-fi movie, but that was a sequel to the original Blade Runner. And, yeah. like, the openings are very similar. It's, like, open... views of like like amazing landscapes and just like you're you know it it's like he knows how to take his time without being boring and he knows how to use pauses and silences and you don't have to fill everything up with something which is kind of what dune the old one felt like it was very goofy compared to the new one and yeah. you'll have, like, the villains are very, you know, like, dastardly, you know, sort of like, ah oh, I'm the villain, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to molest this guy, but actually I'm not molesting him. I'm going to drain his blood, you know. And, you know and I don't know. There, there's a weird scene in the old one where Baron and is almost about to, like, pounce on this servant boy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, pulls a plug, and then the boy dies, apparently, because, like, that's where the blood comes up from some plug. But, yeah. Uh, I felt more... Uh, the uh, Stellan Skarsgård version of that character is way more silent and calculating Mm -hmm. and menacing because you really feel like he's a menacing character even though he's like a like a essentially a floating like fat you know human blimp yeah Uh, you know but like I feel like they redid justice to the characters way more because I, I take them seriously rather than the old version with which was very 80s was very yeah.
1: 80s. um the 80s version of dune for me was like it was basically eraserhead in color yeah like the only other david lynch movie that i can recall like off the top of my head is like eraserhead and that's cuz mm-hmm. a few years ago like especially if you cuz I, I was living in new york at the time and every time I saw a movie, there was always like some trailer for special screenings of Eraserhead like going on somewhere. And I'm like, what is this weird movie? And then I saw it and I'm like, oh, that, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But then you give David Lynch, at least at the time, you know, the opportunity to do something with a, like a plot and all, of the, and all of that. And like, you know, as respected as David Lynch is, that movie, uh, it it, it was for the visuals. It was not for the story. Yeah. And it was like... It was like a kaleidoscope with garbage pail kids with, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know how to describe well, it, only as like, basically, if somebody mashed up all like the $5 DVD 80s movies I saw growing up. <laughs> and just made like a lower budget version of like the fifth element. That was the 80s version. Yeah. And Sting was in it. Nobody told me that Sting yeah, played Sting, a prominent
0: role. Yeah, Sting is in it. Uh, But and I like, don't know if that character actually exists like in, in the books. I'm not yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, and he did the thing that um, Michael Shannon did in Man of Steel when he goes, I will find him. he <laughs> yells out, I will kill him. I will kill him. And then that uh, made very, me think, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I wonder if Zack Snyder watched this movie and said his career is going to like, He's going to attempt to do the serious version of that, basically.
0: One <laughs> thing is, like, when you look at the new Dune, there are scenes of, like, hallucinations and premonitions and dreams. And, uh, you know, that's... <clears throat> okay, so, like, yeah, these scenes of hallucinations caused by the spice. The old right. movie feels like the whole movie was a hallucination, <laughs> you know? It, it's really, like, imagine yeah. getting... Mixing the, you know, uh, the fifth element Right. with all the more goofy characters from the original star Trek and put them together. And that's like on a desert planet. And that's like the 1984 Dune yeah. and put some David Lynch weirdness, but things like I saw things I had seen the old Dune, like, you know, a year ago for the first time. And yeah. I saw it again for, you know, this podcast after seeing Danny, uh, Villeneuve's version. Yeah. And uh, I realized that, the old one was so weird that I didn't pick up on any of the plot points that are very similar with the new one. And I had to see the new one to understand what the fuck was going on in the old one.
1: Oh, dude, like I I thought it was two completely like different movies. The only thing that connected the two was the word spice. Everything else was like... And, and even did, then, and like, feel like the same plot or the same. Yeah,
0: I mean, the old one has a lot priorities. of like people reading each other's minds or you right. hear people's thoughts. And yeah. in the new one, they actually trade that with, you know, people speaking in ton- in hushed tones. And you think that maybe they're speaking to each other like I'm talking about, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Paul Atreides, uh, played by uh, Timothée Chalamet. Yeah. <laughs> uh who i i saw live when i went to see the late show with stephen colbert a couple of years ago oh nice uh he was the guest at the time and um you know there's a scene with the box where he has to put his hand in a box and it's like a psychological test of like you know Yeah. um and you see his mother outside Who oh, i can't remember the actress's name i'll have to look that up um you know she's been in mission impossible yeah which one can't remember the one where they swim yeah, in, in like Morocco and some bank vault or something, or can't remember. Hmm. Um, I don't but know. she's been in a <laughs> bunch of other movies, like you know, the, the greatest showman, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, so like, and she's like mumbling to herself, like, ah, you know, the fear is a mind killer. And then mm-hmm. it seemed it, you know, that that is a way easier way to follow what's going on than you know, the spies, he yeah. thinks <laughs> the spies, and then like, oh, he knows what I'm thinking. And then yeah. the other guy's like, doo, 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 doo. Yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like he's he's not
1: thinking. Yeah. Uh, but, like, because like the old Dune, when, when they had the hand scene, when he puts his hand in the box, yeah. like they show the hand. And yeah. The hand like, being like, like burned
0: shape. or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, with like holes being like burned through the hand or something. It's like, oh, oh. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and like, I think the difference is Timothy Chalamet's Paul Atreides actually seems to. Surmount that obstacle, and like he starts to be like, you know, tougher than this. shit I'm, you know, I'm not going to be your bitch, you know. Yeah, and sort of like, uh, while, while the old uh, Paul Atreides was more like, oh, oh, I'm done now, you yeah. know, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, it's done. Okay, cool. Uh, but, um, I think they put in, in the new movie, they put a lot more emphasis on, um, Zendaya's character. I can't remember what her name is. Uh, uh, what the shani. character's name is shani, shani yeah shani, shani something like that
1: yeah
0: um, because like in the old one she's really like okay paul Atreides, uh yeah. <clears throat> let's say the uh the ersatz jesus on on uh <laughs> yeah on, on arrakis yeah on dune uh and then like you know she's sort of like a mary magdalene kind of figure you know yeah and she doesn't she she helps him but she's not like really a main character yeah. and uh as those who have seen this movie already will know that this dune is part one
1: mm-hmm. and part
0: two apparently zendaya will be the main character yeah in part two so i i think they they're giving her a a bigger role because it's such a huge cast of characters right that it's kind of like i heard someone say i think it was like double toasted like you're saying it's like game of thrones in space or yeah basically in the desert, yeah <laughs> you know And I think that's what makes it rich. Like, I, you know, I know that the movie is focused on Paul Atreides and whatever, and like the Atreides and, you know, whatever. But I think it's cool to have like, you know, each character had their moment Mm because you had like, you know, Jason Momoa's character, like Duncan, he's actually fleshed out. Whereas the Duncan from the old movie is just like appears for like two minutes and gets killed at some point and um yeah I, I just like how they the fact that they separated it into two movies gives it yeah. a lot more room to stretch it out and uh see the planet and understand what the planet is about like the yeah. culture the religion the religious part of it yeah the uh karzatz hataraka or whatever the the name of the you know the messiah is on on dune yeah but, it felt uh, like
1: a like a more spread out version of like or like, more chilled version of like Mad Max Fury Road, basically, just like yeah. feel wise. Basically, it felt like if it was done by like another filmmaker, like Ridley Scott or something, because Ridley Scott yeah. was always good at like, I think
0: he yeah. was a, he was a he mentor, dude. Right? I think Ridley Scott, I think I'm uh, I, I don't know, I, I can't remember that, but I think Ridley Scott was in discussion to do the original Dune, yeah, and then something happened, and then he went off to do like Alien. and and Terminator and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's when they were like, hey, David Lynch, do you, wanna, do you wanna give it a
1: try? And then he gave us just <laughs> probably just gonna I'm probably gonna watch it again at some point just for like S G's is, it, is,
0: it is thing is I don't hate, you know, I, I know I've been criticizing it a lot, but I don't dislike uh you know the 1984 Dune. Yeah. I think it, it's its own movie and it's a movie from its time. Yeah but nowadays it like it doesn't you know it hasn't aged very well
1: well even at the time i can't imagine it being you know taken that well even in yeah. 80s standards and like yeah. the thing about spreading it out it's like the the big difference i noticed with the characters to me is that in the uh the 2021 Dune, it's like they spread their characters enough so you kind of know like the hierarchies of like Who's the main character, who is associated mm-hmm. with the main character? What role does this person play? Yeah. It's like, and then you you realize that Chani or Shani is supposed to kind of be like this overarching, like watcher character. And yeah. when when I saw the 80s version, I didn't really get any of that. It just felt like a bunch of characters jumbled together. Like you, you, you I couldn't, I could barely tell who the main character was sometimes, just because it was like yeah. A bunch of just jumbly stuff. But yeah, at the time, David like Lynch it. was a lot more known. Like, mm-hmm. like we said, it was for for visuals than for like really storytelling. Like he became more known for that when Twin Peaks came out, which mm-hmm. gave him a chance to, you know, do something more spread out. Like yeah. A TV so, series. Yeah.
0: Um, I think the thing that's aged the worst. And the original Dune is that shield, you know, personal shield animation. Oh, the Tron shield? Yeah. The Tron shield. (laughs) Because it just looks like a bunch of Minecraft characters (laughs) fighting each other. Um, And I'm happy that. thing is that there wasn't really also like, okay, it's a product of the time. Like the special effects weren't as good. Yeah. Uh, But it's crazy to think how atrocious they look (laughs) from, uh, from, from a, you know. 40 something years later
1: <laughs> Dude, it looked it, it looked like it was even at the time without reading any crazy if i felt like at the time it was probably known as like a big budget disaster yeah probably, yeah like even in 80s like um standards well, yeah but at the same I mean, time yeah. the more goofy stuff that comes around out at any time ends up kind of becoming like culture behemoths on its own like all of ed woods movies and stuff mm-hmm. so like I mean, the reason I even know of Dune is because the old one was so infamous that, yeah, like, Dane Cook would make jokes about it or I'd hear it referenced once in a while in, like, a sitcom or something. And, like, yeah, if, if they did it so well the first time around, I don't think, you know, it would have opened it up for, like, reinterpretation this time around. Yeah. Like, like they, the thing I've noticed about remakes is that if the old one is really good and really known for being really good, like the new version tends to try to make references or callbacks to this. And the thing I like about the 2021 unit is it does none of that. It's like somebody just picked up the book and just like picked it up from there, you know? Yeah. Just see what they saw in their head. But yeah. The
0: thing is it's, I feel like there's, in the 2021 version, there's a larger kind of arc that they've already that the filmmaker has already thought about, you know, it's, he's not just following. Because if you look at the book, like the beginning of the book is almost the same as the beginning of the 1984 one, except for the talking head was like, this spice yeah. Uh, but uh, it sort of starts with, you know, Paul Atreides sleeping and the witches talking to each other like his mom and the witch talking about him or something. Yeah. Uh, they don't do that in, in the 2021 version. Like it starts with, this is Arrakis, this is Dune, this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. you know the Harkonnens are leaving which who will the new oppressors be and that's where that's like introduces like oh okay we know where we're going and now we've introduced who will replace the the Harkonnens and it's like Paul Atreides right
1: I I really like that part of the story where it was less about like a solid good versus evil and more about like who's the new evil because it's gonna happen yeah
0: yeah I mean, there's a whole subplot. I mean, not subplot, but there's you know Paul's dad, you know uh, Leto Atreides, the Baron. Uh, He has this whole plan of trying to, you know, he knows that this is a trap, and uh, you know the Emperor is doing this because like you know if he sends him to Arrakis without the equipment, and he doesn't send a shipment of spice, like you know he's he's screwed. Right. Um, You know either way, and like it's a sort of way of trapping House Atreides in some way. So like his plan is like, well, I'm going to make the Fremen my allies, like the Fremen, like the, the local population of, uh, the indigenous population of Dune for lack of a better word. Yeah, And, and, uh, you know, so like, that's a plot that I like, I think was solely absent from the first, from the, the old version of, of Dune, like from 1984 Mm -hmm. and the difference between like, um, Oscar Isaacs. Mm-hmm. leto and the old one is that the old one i thought like he was like a non-entity like it was just there yeah, yeah. to die at some point
1: yeah him and, and um, duncan were kind of like imported yeah. now but we're literally just standing there yeah I don't... <laughs> I don't know
0: it, it's sort of like my impression of how i remembered leto atreides from the original movies like he was kind of a wimp yeah and then when you see the 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 2021 version the character is way more fleshed out and they explore the kind of his relationship with his son. And like, they talk about the grandfather and, you know, and you can tell like, okay, like he's a good guy. Yeah. uh, He's a good man uh, who is forced into this like bad situation mm-hmm. and he just got, you know, screwed, but, mm-hmm. you know, he'll try to, you know, the, there's a whole famous thing with poison and he cracks his tooth and whatever. But, you know, it's sort of like, I felt like, I, I, that was always a part of the story that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. That Leto like j- sort of like tries to so, tries to essentially, you know, uh, do a, a suicide attack on the Harkonnens and, <laughs> in yeah, a yeah. way <laughs> with some hidden poison, and uh, like he doesn't. I don't know. Should I be spoiling this? I feel like what, what yeah, sure. I don't you want know Thing is, I don't spoil this, too much.
1: Okay, so from this okay, from this point, point on, we will
0: spoil spoil time. We will spoil, spoil time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he, uh, so the Harkonnens and the Emperor's Army, they, you know, they attack Atreides Mm -hmm. when they're on uh, Dune because they want to take it back. Mm -hmm. It's a way of like getting rid of a possible rival because House Atreides is very popular in the galaxy apparently. Um, And uh, so, yeah, like uh, Paul and his mom escape, but uh, Leto, the dad, like the Baron, uh he gets captured and sort of like i guess he's he's got a tranquilizer or something because he can't move yeah uh so like when you know the you know baron harkonnen his uh nemesis shows up and says like i would kill you slowly or you know some some <laughs> bullshit like that no yeah. he, he wasn't as cartoonish as that but was, you know uh <laughs> i'm not doing it any justice but you know that's when you know leto was like i will crack my tooth and you will all die from my poison because there's like a poison thing yeah and like just that that shock wave of everybody dying in the room like that felt like oh yeah he actually did something that yeah. that you know and it's only luck that saved harkonnen like right. he was just lucky because he can float off yeah. but he was still poisoned and in, in some way and that's why he's in that you know dark sludge you're yeah. healing or something so it's like it felt way more satisfying because you're like well he didn't kill him but he tried his best and he killed everybody else in the room yeah then, you know <laughs> sort of like okay at least they
1: were actual stakes you know yeah yeah
0: battle. yeah I mean he actually even though like yeah he didn't kill Harkonnen uh, he killed his his, his advisor uh, yeah. played by um, polka dot man <laughs>
1: oh yeah that was <laughs> Some, some, some of the actors had like so much makeup that i was like i i recognize you but why and then i'm like oh yeah you're yeah you're polka dot man <laughs> yes yeah, it's polka dot
0: man and uh well dave De- batista is, is in this movie as well he plays
1: like the 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 nephew yeah Karkunen, but it was like the, yeah it was like not that much though he's i think he's gonna yeah, have he a more prominent yeah, role sure. in the second movie but for an yeah. emperor i'm like you're you're really just like not here that much are you
0: yeah i mean like the emperor is in there like he you just see his emissaries or something and then like yeah. uh dave bautista Wait, plays, if... plays like
1: what oh i what? thought dave bautista was the emperor no no the emperor no he plays Man. uh ben ben baron
0: harkonnen's Man. nephew oh okay so he's like you know the baron's lieutenant and oh, okay uh, okay so that's why he's the guy who he's the guy who does the dirty work of like chopping people's heads off. Uh, oh, okay. at some point. Yeah, I thought he
1: was like the emperor and it was like cool, but then there was a position uh, above the emperor that stone, no, yeah.
0: No the thing is we we don't actually see the emperor. We, oh, we see okay. his like um, you know, his advisors or something or his emissaries. Oh, okay, uh, okay. you know, we see some soldier. I can't remember what the name of the special elite imperial. You know, squad was, but, right. but, and they join forces with the Harkonnens and, you know, they, they screw, uh, they, they kill a lot of Atreides, uh, people and, yeah. uh, you know, drive Paul into the desert with his mom. Yeah. And, uh, the one thing that I don't, another thing that I don't miss from the original movie from 1984 is the kind of screaming device that he has. Like he goes, huh? And then, like, you know, some oh, yeah. wave shoots off. And I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> Uh, and I totally forgot about the voice. You know, like- the
1: voice in the old one was weird. It's like I think that was always kind of like a weird concept, I guess, from yeah. Dune, because I, I didn't read the original book, but it's like it feels like something that if you read it in a book, you can like it's mm-hmm. you know digestible, but it's not yeah. easy to capture. I mean, the 21 21 di- version did it like better, but the yeah. 80s version was like.
0: They like, introduced it, was it better. It introduced they, it. it you, they introduced it, like, it better while they're having breakfast like a normal family. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and
0: you know, it's like, well, try to use the voice on me, and I'm like, yeah.
1: It's like
0: I won't, don't want to do it, mom, and you know, and then it's like, pass me the salt, or I can't remember what it was.
1: Pass me yeah. the juice. Or... Like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like if Dune, like if this came out, if um, because I think there was a, supposed to be a version that was made in the early 2000s. I'm not really mm-hmm. too sure, but I just know that this. Property was constantly in development, like after the 80s ones to have like a redo. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if it was done in the early 2000s, it would have been like, it would have had a lot more like epic pieces kind of like shoved into each other. It would have been a lot more like Lord of the Rings ish.
0: Yeah. I think it would have been like Stargate.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Stargate Stargate was always this like big, but not really, I I would say like franchise. But yeah, it would have if this came out in the early 2000s, I I think the, the benefit would yeah. at least be that they would, like, explain it all better. This time around, they don't really explain it, but it's because I don't think that's the important part of yeah. the movie, like, the exacts. It's not like, I don't know, if you're playing Dungeons & Dragons or something, like, the whole point of it is the exact what is their position, what's the name mm-hmm. of the character, what is it they do. This was basically, like, take more about the character interactions and the philosophy behind the story more than the story itself yeah like i really like that part um, with with, when mm -hmm. timothy chalamet or or paul um like never killed a man before and he's just going like do you yield do you yield and i mean that's a concept we see in movies all the time like yeah you know do you have the guts to actually like kill a man and stuff but the way it was captured in this one like made me really feel for yeah
0: well the thing is like he tried many times to not kill the guy even right. though he bested him every time it was like yeah you know like he just stopped short of of killing the guy yeah and, and that duel at the end and uh you know it's not the way of of uh of the fremen the fremen must yeah. you know it's like yeah. what well, he does the
1: strongest he he does yeah he doesn't do that no i can't think he 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 does and he just sucks it up and moves on yeah
0: yeah well because like they're telling him like it's an it's it's kind of an insult because like are you playing with him like you know like he's a you know he's a warrior show him respect and like if you're gonna best him like kill him you know give him a warrior's death yeah you know kind of thing
1: in a weird way like maybe a little bit like like some greek tragedies but um like growing up i guess for school i had to read a lot of like hawaiian epics and it was very like poetic and stuff and this played out like one of those stories it was like it, it played out like a poetic epic mm-hmm. rather than like an ex- like this 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 happens like yeah i i don't know this is, uh, out of anything like i i feel like if they were going to do superman again because that's such a property that you know I guess filmmakers have had a hard time to get right. I feel like they should look at this movie because, Mm. and I'm not saying it has to take place on Krypton or anything, but it was so centered around the philosophy of the character more than the exact visuals that if you're going to have something that's like high concept that you want people to take seriously, this kind of sets a new standard for like the 2020s.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. It's really it's strange how like we I kept comparing um this dune to blade runner 2049 right and uh because they're they're you know it's, they're both science fiction they're both directed by the same director right uh, but it seemed i think dune works better than blade runner 2049 i think there's they they build up to the you know they, they introduce the world but better cuz you know, it's uh, Blade Runner 2049, that to do like a, a sequel from the original Blade Runner. So you have to explain why, you know, the, they're replicants again and
1: mm-hmm. et cetera, et
0: cetera. So uh, it, it seemed like a less, it, it was a similarly beautiful visual like art, you know, like the same kind of visual direction. But I think the story is way better presented in, in Dune than it was in, in Blade Runner 2049 in terms of yeah. like storytelling. Because they, they, I think they, they took, uh, they retook, um, you know, good care uh, when, when they uh, introduced all of these, you know, themes and topics that are kind of very strange, you know, like uh, with very kind of inaccessible names, you know, the quizets Hazarach and you know like we are the whatever like you have all these kind of you know the the Bene Gesserit sisterhood you're like what what are the Bene Gesserits you know it's it's like they're they're I think Bene Gesserit is a they probably like I think the author mixed like Jesuits and Benedictine monks or something it's like you get Bene Gesserit yeah I love when you find (laughs) out that like
1: stuff like that is uh Okay, well, it's a lot simpler than you realize. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: You know, like oh, you know, uh, no. you know, but like, but, uh, and there's a whole thing about like, you know, the the head Bene Gesserit like scolds Paul's mother, saying like, "What did you have a boy? You should have had a daughter. She would have been part of the Bene Gesserit, Blah blah yeah. blah, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, his mom, his parents aren't married, you know. And there's a part before leto dies before the harkonnens attack arrakis where he's like i should have married you and whatever right. and uh it's a really heartfelt moment that he's actually saying this to to to, to the, the love of his life you know right what they did with dune 1984 leto is walking in a corridor and he's saying to himself i should have married you and then you hear his thoughts yeah. like he's not saying it to anybody <laughs> yeah So like there you know half of a scene is like having someone react to stuff
1: right right yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just do, a do, movie do, of people
0: yeah. talking to themselves yeah. <laughs> why? Do, do, do. why i loved you so much and then you see someone else's like in the other room i wonder what he's thinking about
1: yeah
0: all yeah. right <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> all right. So before, because uh, I want to talk about if you saw anything else this week. So yeah, sure. I guess to end on to end on Dune. If you had to choose one, uh, it was in 1984, right? For sure. That the, the year? Yes.
0: Uh, let me just double check that. Uh, right. I, it is in 1984. I'll just say. Uh, I can't even type dates right. Uh, there we go. Yeah, it's 1984. All right. Uh, so. Actually, I was going to ask you which was your favorite worm. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh yeah the, um i'm, I'm trying me. it's like the 2021 version didn't show the whole worm right like it was like covered no. in like sand and well, all of that they, and you saw like it teeth at some point. a lot more yeah, yeah you saw it at some point but it was a it kind of has like whale
0: teeth you know it's more like strands yeah you know
1: like the stakes are a lot more obvious when you see that so of course yeah. for most things i'm going to give it to the 2021 version like yeah for the monster but, and for the stakes and all of that yeah. that's like yeah,
0: yeah i think in terms of impact we won't know until maybe in five ten years what the impact of this new worm is but like the old worm from 1984 influenced yeah. uh, the uh beetlejuice worm because it's the same yeah, shape it's the and, same one, yeah. same one. <laughs> so that's it
1: it can uh, um, stop motion animation alive for a little while yeah.
0: <laughs> all that uh claymation whatever yeah. <laughs>
1: i mean so you're, um, you're
0: gonna ask something
1: oh no i was gonna say like uh between um the 1984 version and the 2021 version uh of course i'm gonna give it to the 2021 version it felt mm-hmm. like a lot of care was taken into it and um you know like i said it balanced the characters a lot better and it's willing to spread it out over two movies and it's able yeah. to be slow burn without being boring which i yeah. you know i think is a, it's an art that's getting lost because like You know, the style of a lot of TV shows that are coming out now, it's like it's good, but, you know, you have to have something fulfilling and in your face. And in that episode, whereas like, you know, the days of like Breaking batter. so it was slow burn, yet it still compelled you one way or another. So I that's what I liked about this. It was a breath of fresh air from a lot of like content that's been coming out the past two years. Not saying that those content were bad, but it was just it's just nice to see something like this. But and no, um, yeah, I would have to put that above the uh, 1984 version. But um, in terms of like exact visuals, every so often there's a movie there there's a movie that will come out to me that doesn't influence art so much in like the movie was good or influencing exact like story points but aesthetically it does mm-hmm. and i think that's where david Lynch's. if there's one good thing about dune it's at least like it had the david lynch visuals in it yeah. which you know probably did influence people like tim burton or even um like zach snyder when you saw like mm-hmm. the original suits or like the way the colors bounce off each other like i would even say like joel schumacher somewhere along the way <laughs> like oh yeah it's just people that use um, like a mesh of colors in an interesting way. And like when I'm talking about like, and when I I talk about movies that influence things aesthetically more than anything, you know, I like, I know it's kind of off topic, but I think of movies like Transformers where, you know, every single movie got um, mixed reviews and it was like, it's Michael Bay, but at the same time, the style of action and the style of how the Transformers transformed And their appearance, you saw traces of that in TV commercials. You saw traces of that in, like, even the Star Wars movies that came out and J.J. Abrams, and like when it was Zack Snyder's turn to, like, even make Man of Steel. So I would say David Lynch's version is more influential that way. And, like you said, for the 2021 version, it's going to take some time before. We really know what its impact is.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Well, yeah, I, I feel the same way as you. I, I, I think the 2021 version, even though like we've only seen the first half, right? So right. Uh, it's already really good, and I hope the second half will be. Part two will be equally as you know great. I think uh, it does help to have like all this you know new technology and filmmaking to to make that world come alive. Yeah. Um, And uh, I think, you know, Denis Villeneuve's uh, visual taste is something, it's probably one of the most cinematic, you know, filmmakers right now. Right. And, uh, you know, I think that he's probably someone that people haven't really talked about that much. Or, you know, no one's talked about him, you know, in the mainstream. You know, I'm, I'm sure every movie buff knows who he is. Mm-hmm. but like I feel like in the mainstream he's sort of oh he's the guy who makes those like sci- sci-fi movies and you know like Arrival or you know stuff and uh, but I would put him on the same level as any like Christopher Nolan or Inyaritu or you know whoever and right now I think he is the guy to go to if you want to do like a, a picturesque cinematic sci-fi you know story uh, on a right. huge scale and what I would say about David Lynch's version is it was a real, sometimes it feels like they weren't sure what they were doing, but I feel like the fact that David Lynch was helming it added that fla- that Lynch flavor of yeah. weirdness that kind of right. works really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh you know uh the whole spice melange you know I think, yeah. <laughs> you know like it, it's just like i keep saying that because they 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 mentioned it on south park and yeah. at the time I, I didn't know what dune was when i saw that yeah and when i saw it, i was like oh shit you know that's from uh dune and yeah. uh turns out i think the woman who talks about the spice melange is like the daughter of the emperor but uh, uh, they never explained that yeah. uh, <laughs> for some reason like you see her somewhere <laughs> later in the movie but uh yeah i think it's it is a quirky strange experiment lsd type you know experience yeah that is kind of a mess but a lovable mess
1: it's a lovable mess okay that's a good one yeah it's like (laughs) you know it's like there there were quite a few directors at the time that were just kind of like playing around with style and visuals and like when I think of Dave Lynch, sometimes I think of even like Sam Raimi, because if you really look at the old evil dead movies, he was literally just kind of like playing around, but because he was, you know, kind of given chances to hone his style with like, you know, a little bit more big budget here, a little bit more big budget. He gradually got himself to a point where his style fits something like a big budget Spider-Man movie. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I wonder if with David Lynch, if like, Because I think Dune had a pretty big budget, even at the time, was like, whoa, but if if David Lynch was kind of just gradually given a little bit more over, over time, where he could hone his style, maybe if Dune was made in like 1990 or something, rather than 1984, it would have like, and he just kind of like had some chances to play around a little bit more.
0: Yeah, no, the, the main, uh, the guy who played Paul Atreides in the original Dune movie, like he said, like he, he actually gave a, I guess, a public warning to, to the filmmakers of, of the new one saying like, yeah. it's hard to put all of that story in one movie. And yeah. I think if, if the studio had more faith in the property, they probably would have broken it up. Right. Which was the right decision, even though I think it was smart not to call it Dune part one. Yeah. you know like this year because like they only show it like for two seconds at the beginning of the movie when you watch it when you see it yeah and uh i'm happy i I think the fact that they didn't market it as part one means Mm -hmm. that like i think if you say oh this is part one of a huge story like most people would be like uh oh i have to watch another one after this yeah you know
1: it's sort of uh, like you can't go in confident like anymore really. yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah thing is i i think it's cool that you know you go in you're not really sure where this story will end and you know because like dune is like a series of like i don't know how many books yeah uh that extend into the future i don't know how many years in the future from that point from what we saw in the movie uh but it, it's uh it's really cool that you know i'd rather want to see more by the end of the movie than know from the beginning that there's going to be something else coming after that yeah and that's sort of like where my my mind was at at the end of the movie is like oh damn i see more of this yeah <laughs> but yeah right. no, a great movie great movie
1: right that so what be. else
0: have you seen this week
1: um i'm catching up right now on the last two episodes of uh no not the last two episodes the the last episode of only murders in the building I, yes i saw episode nine still have to watch yeah, episode too. 10 um i just i, saw, I won't spoil
0: um, but i guess you you guessed by the end of episode nine
1: like who yeah okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> well then <laughs> no, what else did i see i saw um long shot and that that's weird because it's like a movie that um it's kind of brushed under the rug in 2019 when it came out. Like I saw a few ads for it here and there in mm-hmm. New York, but um, you know, it never really caught on or anything. And then I saw it and it's actually pretty yeah. funny. And mm-hmm. I think um, now that I'm looking back on like old comedies, cause like I'll just put stuff on Hulu or Netflix or something just to kind of like play while I'm working. And basically all the overlooked comedies over the past few years, like Chips and um, Long Shot, and there, there was more. There, there were quite a few comedies that like didn't catch on that actually ended up pretty, um, being pretty funny. Especially after like, I guess having a year when there's not a lot of new movies coming out, and you yeah. know when kind of comedy, kind of felt like it was going to be like a dying genre. It's like, I don't know what it has been, what it's been for the past year or so, but almost every comedy I've watched has been like, way funnier. And I think comedy needed that time to just kind of like go away. So it could come back stronger, the same way horror basically went away, until like Blumhouse came out. And because everything was such a small budget, they like experimented a lot. So I I I feel like there's gonna be like a lot more coming out. Other than that, um, what else did I watch? What did you watch? I have to think about it.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, well, I I watched. Uh, I, I've been watching a lot of Cesar Milan. Uh, better human, better dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait, is that on, on Disney, Disney Plus? Plus? Oh god, it's on Disney <laughs>
0: Plus, the National Geographic thing. Well, the thing is, like, I uh, I was watching the. Um, Ah, it's on HBO Max, uh, Brittany Murphy, like what happened to, oh, to what Brittany happened Murphy, to Britney, Yeah, uh, which is like really very, I highly recommend it. It's like, it's uh thing is like, I didn't know Brittany Murphy had died actually, but the thing is like, yeah. uh, it wasn't huge on people's radars in Europe uh, at the time. and uh but i remember like from one year to the next was like oh i haven't seen her in movies and i was like i never really had the curiosity to to check what had happened Uh, but it's sort of like uh yeah it's an amazing story like it's one of those true crime stories where you know they'll like the the filmmakers will put like suspicion on this person then on that person then oh no like you know you'll have suspicion but then you know there's proof that disproves that you know it's, yeah. it's, it really is a true crime documentary which is what hbo max have, have been doing a lot of that uh, recently they're they're kind of doing the yeah. the netflix thing yeah all this true crime stuff but yeah the thing is like uh i don't know if i should say this but you know after i got laid off uh, <laughs> recently i was too uh, yay. <laughs> on friday oh. uh, my girlfriend was like why are you watching the depressing britney murphy thing just watch friends or something so i started watching friends no,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's guys, like dude, don't watch
0: something depressing
1: <laughs> dude i'm gonna I, I think i need to get into friends like um I, I i don't think uh this is a time in life to watch uh some seinfeld cynicism this is a time to like yeah pour yourself into some like I'm married, but aww, kind just of like, oh, just going to
0: some I'm romantic sure. hijinks, you know, it's, yeah. you, know, you know, New York.
1: Weird? I realized that even though I didn't grow up watching Friends and the few episodes, I was like, eh, almost every show I watched and loved after was kind of like a, like a seed from that show, like How I Met Your mm-hmm. Mother. I like uh, New Girl is like one of the big ones. Um, what else? Uh, I think I saw a little bit of Happy Endings and then I actually liked it. Scrubs, I would even say, is, like, mm-hmm. a lot it feels a lot more friends than, like, Seinfeld and yeah. even though I liked Seinfeld growing up, you know, it did kind of give birth to the more, like, curb enthusiasm stuff and always sunny in Philadelphia, which like, when I was a teenager I, I loved it, but I, I think I'm starting to lean a little bit like, at least in this point in life, I'm trying to find stuff that's a little bit more light ted we yeah. i would say ted <laughs> the Thing things like ted
0: lasso uh, i don't know if you saw season two uh thing is i, I i've been wanting to talk about ted lasso actually because uh, you know oh, so, really? uh, <laughs> uh, i didn't watch it this week but i finished it you know i've been watching season two and and it's gotten way darker in certain oh, it's ways the oh, wow. thing is you still have the, you know, the, the boundless optimism in there, but mm-hmm. uh, you sort of see the other coin, the other side of that, like you can't be hyper-positive all the time. Yeah. And Ted Lasso starts having these panic attacks. I mean, you, you see that in season one, but it becomes a big thing, a big problem in season two. And, yeah. you know, some, there's some, tr- uh, you know, backstabbing at some point mm-hmm. uh, from someone that you wouldn't have guessed. Uh, if you had to only watch season one, uh, you know, yep. there's a, they're they're evolving the TV show to be a bit more mature, yeah. but you still have the usual Ted Lasso, you know, stuff and the same you know jokes and comedy and you know the same goofy characters and the same goofy soccer team, yes. uh, but you know it, it's a bit more. They address the hyper positive a, a little bit because after a while you're like, is this? Is it healthy to be this positive all the time? And yeah. you know, spoilers, it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to feel your emotions, Ted. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the thing is he's always hiding. It's like, oh, everything's good. Yeah, no. And yeah. um, yeah, but uh, so that that's being a little bit of a downer uh oh, compared okay. to season one. Compared to season one, it's a little bit of a downer.
1: Yeah. But, but um... it's still
0: worth the watch because <laughs> I want to see what happens in season three. Like the 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 end of season two really leaves you on a cliffhanger. Like, yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, this is gonna happen now. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I've been I've been eating a lot of you know, let's say the televisual version, the visual version of junk food. I've been watching like you know, I think Friends is like comfort food. Yeah. And uh, Cesar Milan uh, and his uh, you know I don't know like ten different documentary shows that he did on, that he's doing <laughs> on dogs like he's also like again exactly like in South Park like tss, tss, like it's just like oh uh, yeah did you see uh, when he, he, he uh, reacts
1: to South Park uh, on yeah his, yeah i saw video. that video <laughs> yeah
0: was like, yeah, but like they actually watch my videos, like it was actually surprised yeah. that they, they actually follow what he would actually do if he was there. That's pretty uh, South
1: Park last That's long, pretty solid, like, man. No, like behind the scenes, <laughs> the people they're making fun of are always like, Yeah, that's true. But in public, yeah. it has to be like, We're outraged, but behind the scenes, like it's funny.
0: But it's like solid, <laughs> but like he's probably the only person that I've seen who's actually happy about being parodied in, in South Park yeah. because they actually <laughs> did him justice.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: you know, it's uh, it's just like uh uh, you know how he goes with uh, Cartman, and you know it's like no, you, yeah, and, and yeah. like uh, it's just like amazing. Thing is, I I didn't realize he actually did that that much, but he does. uh The uh-huh. whole like, tss, and then like points and like you know, Clacks his, snaps his fingers. Oh yeah, and, like, t- <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know it's like, yeah. And then the dog's like, it's just it's amazing how like you might have a dog who's about to who wants to like bite people. Yeah. And then Caesar Milan shows up and he's like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, like <laughs> you can just see it in the dog's face. It's like, what the fuck is going on right now? Um, <laughs> well, But he must submit. Uh, <laughs> but he must submit yeah. with the energy. The energy. <laughs> it's all about the energy.
1: Oh man, you're reminding me that um they announced, it. I don't know if it came out, but they announced the next season of uh Jeff Goldblum. So I gotta get on. To
0: yes, that. I'm really looking forward to that. I, I wanted to talk about that actually, oh, yeah, as <laughs> well. I'm really,
1: when we watch it, we'll talk about it, but we'll watch it, we'll talk
0: about it. Yeah, but since
1: we were, we since you brought up Ted Lasso, I figured since we we're talking about Apple TV Plus, um, I mean, the problem with Jaws, John Street came out, and I'm like, it's refreshing, he's not, it's not like as in your face funny, but that's because yeah. it's not on like a major cable thing, yeah. Like, well, that's Common not what he's sensor. aiming for. That's not what and he's it, aiming for. It doesn't seem like he's aiming for that anymore. But for people that want hyper positivity on Apple TV+, have you tried Schmigadoon yet? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I think I saw the first five minutes where, um, um, you know, Keegan, Michael Key yeah. is kind of being an asshole with Cecily Strong in some way. You oh, know, yeah. like, he's like disengaged. Oh yeah, uh, or like they're, they're kind of disengaged in their relationship i guess keegan more than Cecily strong's character yeah if i remember correctly and then i was like oh i have to go to work now and i kind of forgot yeah. about it but yeah. um i'll check it out again i, I think is you know i do enjoy musicals a lot you know it's uh yeah. it's not a hyper macho thing to say but you know <laughs> i enjoy it
1: yeah i mean uh schmigadoon is a. Uh it's it's weird because it gets irritating but like not like you got you do have to be in the right mood for it because like it's such an in-your-face parody of like old hyperactive like musicals yeah like part of the joke is that they'll do that like every five minutes and it's like come on but i don't know i think i just gotta do it (laughs) just because like okay it's short episode so it's like you can leave it on and like You you can do something on your laptop and then you look up and you're already at like episode eight. But there are like some truly like funny moments from it, I guess. And I think a lot of it it has to do with the fact that um the director, and I think he's the showrunner too. He's not Mm -hmm. the creator, but he's like the guy that directed most of the episodes. uh, Barry Sonnenfeld. He uh, did all three Men in Black movies, and he did uh, a series of unfortunate events. The um. Mm the netflix the version. netflix yeah so in terms of tone i feel like that's why it's like somewhat digestible because if you kind of get his style it's like yeah. you, you know what he's going for and yeah. yeah it's actually pretty funny at some moments but yeah
0: i hope so it's kind of like what their their selling point right is like that was funny and also they got some funny people in there so it's yeah kind of, imagine cool. getting you know keegan michael key and cecily strong and it's like some hardcore drama
1: that would be like it might be good at it actually
0: it wouldn't be bad i think i I think like people in comedy are better at drama than people who are in drama you know they're pretty terrible at comedy
1: yeah Um, dude that scares me a little bit that like basically every comedian is like kills it at drama or is like the best at it like you give any dark souls man yeah no i I've, (laughs) i've seen bad movies of drama actors trying to be funny or they would just make their parts funny enough to get through but i have never seen a bad movie where the comedian or the the comedy actor they hire has to do something dramatic like it's usually the best part of the movie it's like what's happening (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i think like who was the one i think the one who re broke ground on on this was like robin williams like i think before him like no one thought that like a a comedic actor could be such a good dramatic actor, yeah. At the same time, dude,
1: Robin, Williams was, dude, Robin <laughs> Williams was actually the reason why I even started watching Law and Order. I think it was mm-hmm. Law and Order SVU because, um, he what his character was like somebody that was making stunts happen to like say, don't be sheep, wake up, and stuff. And he has this ending scene where. Uh, he's telling the main guy to like kill his partner and to like push the button. So he's like, he's like, you, you don't know what this like. So they something, something, push the button. And I was like, that was both the first time I saw Robin Williams be yeah. dramatic. And the first time I watched like a full Law & Order episode. And I was like, what yeah. is this show? No, no, Robin yeah. Williams is like, even though his drama skills get brought up a lot, he is probably like, he's still underrated. Like in my, like, to yeah,
0: no, I feel the same way. No, it's but uh, like I think, uh, I, I saw this YouTuber. Like there, there, there are many YouTube channels out there, yeah. uh, with guys who try to rewrite movies that oh, they didn't yeah. like. So uh, you know, there's this guy who who, um, let's say he he wrote a script and narrates it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would the third Tim Burton Batman movie have been like? And yeah. he casts uh, Robin Williams as a, as the Riddler. Mm-hmm. and like i guess he got a pretty good impersonator to play kind of like the robin williams type voice oh, i talk like this and yeah, yeah yeah you know it's like i'm i'm the Riddler, and you have to answer or, um, my questions and you know it's uh, <laughs> i
1: remember before on um, the dark knight rises <laughs> it's pretty really... good pretty good i'll try to oh, no.
0: somewhere on our on our channels somewhere i'm gonna send a shout out to this guy
1: yeah but um before the dark knight rises before it was even confirmed that like bane was the villain there was speculation I don't know how true this was, but uh, there were rumors of like, Robin Williams um, being Hugo Strange.
0: Oh yeah, that would, yeah. <laughs>
1: that
0: would, that that would have been pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that that was like oh. <laughs> I don't. Know. Have I would have done be, some experiments
0: really on some inmates, and they would have been like uber powered, or you know, but yeah. then it wouldn't be as realistic, I guess. Yeah, was a whole known thing. But then, like, come on, Master Assassins? <laughs> How realistic there, is that? There's <laughs> a degree. There's there, a degree of realism. There's a
1: degree where you have to just say, it's Batman. Just accept it's Batman. it. It's yeah. Batman. It's Batman. It's the like... Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yes, the fire rises. Like, wow. what fire? <laughs> That's the one thing I ask myself every single time. I see was like, what fire is he talking about? <laughs> so far from they expect one of us in the wreckage brother yeah. <laughs> yes the fire rises
1: that, that should have um, been the the first inkling that tom hardy was a crazy actor <laughs> 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 he can I just mean, act with his
0: eyes yeah. which is
1: like yeah yeah and I, I this is kind of off subject too but now that we're bringing up dc uh i want yeah. to send an apology to uh ezra miller for um you know what? That video never got confirmed if it was like real or if they were playing around. Yeah,
0: own. if it was just like play acting. Yeah, I don't really
1: know for sure what it was, but and uh, sorry. Have fun I in mean, the flash. But yeah. But if it was real, you know, screw you. I'm trying to be clean here. But yeah. But if it wasn't yeah, well, then like, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I think
0: I think Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller, in terms of like being an actor, I think he's he's a bit uh like uh, um uh what's the word um i don't think people take him seriously enough you know because yeah. like they really short short changed him in the uh you know fantastic beasts 2 movie like they cut a whole part of his arc out and yeah. uh you know and and it's been i'm happy that they're finally giving him the, the the flash movie that's been in like you know production hell for like the last five years yeah uh you know i mean he he is a quirky character but you know i think he's a good actor yeah uh, and yeah if that video of him like strangling someone against the dumpster is real then you know i, I take back everything that, that i just yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man the fact the fact that this um the next flash is going to be like a take on flashpoint yeah i feel like i guess for you know you know purposes of keeping things interesting yeah it's interesting to bring back the um michael keaton batman yeah. but something in me just really wants to see jeffrey dean morgan as batman because in yeah. the original flashpoint it was thomas wayne becoming mm-hmm. batman like batman. in that universe yeah because bruce and, dies in that universe yeah in the and the snyderverse and the snyderverse jeffrey dean morgan is um yeah yeah thomas wayne, the, is, thomas wayne
0: and and uh his mom is uh lauren cohan from uh, the walking dead and she oh, yeah. would have been the the joker in that universe man <laughs> that would have been restore amazing, the right? Snyderverse.
1: verse hashtag bring it back i mean restore
0: the Snyderverse, verse but let someone else direct it
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> restore the snyder cast restore those snyder visuals restore i mean let's let, let snyder
0: things. do his like army of thieves and army of the dead and all the the army series the, the army verse yeah uh, <laughs> the army verse because like they're doing army of the dead with uh klaus or whatever you know the german safe cracker
1: oh yeah
0: the the netflix army verse um you know but yeah i think it would have been cool to see yeah jeffrey dean morgan and the the two uh damn i forgot like they're both in the walking dead yeah (laughs) for a second i was like oh yeah they're both both there would have been cool to see that you know yeah but yeah then again Yes, it is. if you can hear a sound it's a truck being you know backing oh up. i thought
1: that was um your phone i thought that was the alarm no
0: no no it's not my alarm it's uh i think someone's dumping something could it Red. be you're the not it'd be drawn <laughs> <The broadies laughs> <at> the... <laughs> the the... yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, I want to do a church, a church lady, uh you know, like the Dana Carvey thing. Could it be Satan? <laughs> and, but I was like, uh, why would Satan make that much noise if they were dumping him somewhere? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Well then, <laughs> not so well, special, huh? Not so special, huh? Yeah. Well, isn't that special? <laughs> there Amazing, we go. Dana Carvey. I miss him. Uh, Back in the day. Well, he's still alive. Why, why did I just say that?
1: Fuck it. I don't know. I don't he hasn't know. been doing nothing. He'll he'll come back. He'll be in like only Murders in the Building part two. Dude, season that was amazing.
0: Oh, he goes like, yeah they, yeah, they, they, season two all. is coming. Yeah. If you, if you see the last episode, you see how it ends. And you're like, they can't just send it there.
1: Hmm. We'll There'll spoil it. Uh, yeah. Next time when we can talk about this. Yeah. I think, I think some people are still catching up on this. It's like, yeah. a, it's kind of a show where like, it wasn't like the whole world was watching at that moment, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like it's going to build. It's going to be one of those. Yeah,
0: ones. I think some people, are, there's going to be, the, you know, the, there's already some good word of mouth going around for that series. And I think, uh, you know, it has a solid fan base, but I'm sure it's going to expand at some point and people will be pissed off if we spoil the end of this mystery thing yeah. that they have going on. But yeah, I, I'm sure they're going to have a season two. But what I didn't know is that it was co-written by Steve Martin. I didn't know that, uh, yeah. actually. So I was like, oh, he's a fan of true crime. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty good. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to go back to watching Caesar Milan after this.
1: Um, <laughs> and I will finish my last episode of... Uh... <laughs> Schmigadoon. Anyway, Schmigadoon. where can they find us? Can they find us you, <laughs> you
0: can find us in Schmigadoon. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> you, you guys can find us on um, our top two platforms: are Apple Podcasts and Spotify, of course. And you can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Audible, uh, Radio Public, Overcast, Bullhorn, and uh, many other places that I for- forgot the names of, like uh, Breaker, I believe. Yeah. And uh, a lot of platforms actually have us, but we didn't submit it like i guess he just like you know yeah, some of you out there are listening uh, listening to us on some pirate platform i don't know
1: yeah Thanks you, you guys don't anyway, have to pirate. So. this is like free it's all free everywhere so yeah. Uh, so yeah you don't have to make effort yeah. anymore Mike.
0: <laughs> it's definitely free on google and on apple and yeah but you know for all you guys on spotify like if you pay for spotify it's yeah it's free whatever but yeah. yeah so you guys can find us on facebook as well for our you know where we share our stuff and tell them you know share our opinions sometimes
1: yeah or see uh, our, our our brand new pre-roll ads just yes. coming out one by one yeah no, just
0: no. coming out yeah we're we're getting out there getting the word out uh mm. on uh, yeah facebook and instagram because you know fuck twitter yeah and uh <laughs> <laughs> i mean i did i just don't like twitter that's just me
1: neither do i
0: hey it's at what we binge guys
1: right, well, we at binge. what
0: we binge on facebook and instagram peace
1: <laughs> thank you very much
0: peace bye